morning and welcome to worship on this seventh Sunday of Easter. Welcome to those of you who are joining us on our OSL YouTube channel via our OSL podcast or to those of you who are listening via our radio broadcast this morning. That radio broadcast is sponsored by Richard Ninas in memory of his mother, Pearl. Richard, thank you for that radio sponsorship. However, you have found your way here to worship with us this morning. We are so delighted to be able to spend this time together. For those of you that are watching on our YouTube channel, you may have already figured out that I am welcoming you to worship, not from our sanctuary, but from my backyard. We ran into a couple of technical issues this morning as we were recording worship. But no worries, we have a worship service, a new worship service for you this morning. We are weaving together parts of an old worship service together with some brand new special music shared by our OSL Kids Choir, which you heard at the prelude. Thank you to our OSL Kids Choir who sang This Is The Day. Our OSL Bell Choir will also be joining us a little later in our worship service as we share communion together. They will be performing How Hast Thou Offended? And thank you to the Bell Choir and to Merlin Audi for his leadership. And we have a brand new children's message and sermon for you today. So we hope that you will enjoy our worship service this morning. Before we begin, I do want to share a couple of updated announcements with you. Um, and the first is an invitation to our um, high school class of 2021. High school seniors, if you are graduating, we would love for you to join us on May 23rd in the sanctuary at 11 a.m for a graduation blessing. You and your family are invited. We will record that blessing and incorporate it into our worship service the following week on May 30th. If you are able to join us, please send me an email so that I can ensure that we have enough um, uh, treats and gifts for all of our graduates. I also want to let you know that our COVID task force has been meeting and we have settled on a date for our return to in-person worship. That date is Sunday, June 13th. We will be gathering in person for one 9 a.m. worship service on Sunday, June 13th. Our COVID task force is hard at work, working to make sure that we have safety protocols in place so that when we do gather, we will minimize the risk of spreading COVID-19. You will be able to um, sign up to pre-register to attend that worship service starting two weeks in advance. So keep an eye out and an ear open for more updated information as it becomes available from our task force. Finally, I do remind you that during this time, if there are concerns or if you need to speak with one of our staff members, a parish nurse, or one of your pastors, that we are here for you, you can find all of our contact information on our website at oslme.com and we would be happy to chat with you or to discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. And I remind you now as we get ready to begin worship that there's a bulletin, an updated bulletin with all of the correct information for this worship service on our website. And I also invite you now to light a candle and to gather some bread and wine and juice 
so that we can celebrate Holy Communion together a little later on in this worship service. We begin our worship this morning gathered under the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Refreshed by the resurrection life we share in Christ, let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We thank you, risen Christ, for these waters where you make us new, leading us from death to life, from tears to joy. We bless you, risen Christ, that your spirit comes to us in the grace-filled waters of rebirth, like rain to a thirsting earth, like streams that revive our souls, like cups of cool water shared with strangers. Breathe your peace on your church when we hide in fear. Clothe us with your mercy and forgiveness. Send us companions on our journey as we share your life. Make us one risen Christ. Cleanse our hearts, shower us with life to you. Be given all praise with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God, now and forever. Amen. We join in singing our gathering hymn, Alleluia, Jesus is Risen, hymn number 377, and we will sing verses 1, 2, and 4 together.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life, and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life, that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to the children's message today. Today is the very last Sunday in the season of Easter, and it's the day we celebrate being Jesus's disciples. Next Sunday, we will celebrate the birth of the Christian church and the beginning of a new season, the season of Pentecost. Let's start today by my reading our World Story Bible on page 434. The story is titled, The Disciples Choose. Peter counted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He counted more. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. How many believers are at this meeting? asked Peter. There were almost too many to count. About 120 believers crowded around Peter. We need 12 disciples to teach about Jesus, began Peter. Without Judas, there are only 11 of us. Help us pick one new disciple. The crowd wondered who it should be. We should pick someone who followed Jesus, Peter said, someone who saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. Who should it be? A rumble went through the crowd. Someone yelled, pick Barsabas. Choose Matthias, called another. We have two good choices, said Peter. Barsabas and Matthias are both followers of Jesus, but we can only pick one. Let's ask God to help us choose. All 120 believers and the 11 disciples prayed. Dear God, you know Matthias inside and out. You know Barsabas inside and out. Please show us who you choose to be our new disciple. After praying, the 11 disciples cast lots. All those watching held their breath. Who would be the next disciple? It's Matthias! Peter called. Let's welcome him. We now have 12 disciples who can be leaders and teach about Jesus. What a dilemma to have to replace Judas as one of the disciples. In this passage from Acts, the disciples had to fulfill a prophecy that Judas, who had left them, must be replaced so that there would once again be 12 disciples to go out and be apostles for God. It was down to two people. Barsabas and Matthias. Both of them had been with Jesus and his disciples ever since Jesus was baptized by John, and they were still with them when Jesus rose from the dead on Easter. So the choice between the two of them was, to, was very difficult, to say the least. So how did they decide? Well, they did something called casting lots where they prayed to God to help them choose, and then they cast lots. Well, what does it mean to cast lots? 
Well, the primary reason for casting lots was to render an impartial, unbiased opinion on an important matter, right? Once the lot was cast, no one could argue that the decision was the result of some sort of human intervention or like nepotism where you play favorites to family members or politics or just favoritism. In modern times, casting lots could look a lot like flipping a coin. You have no control over the outcome if it lands heads or tails, do you? So in this case, they would assign heads to, say, Barsabbas and tails to Matthias, and then each disciple would flip a coin, and whoever got the most won. That way, no one could be angry or think that anyone interfered with the outcome. In a way, they prayed and they let God decide who was the best fit to become the new disciple. And Matthias was chosen. Have you ever had a difficult decision to make? Maybe you're picking teams for a game and you just don't want anyone to think that you're playing favorites. Well, how about the next time that happens, you stop and pray. Pray for God's guidance and then flip a coin. That way, the people you are picking from know that you are not playing favorites. You are leaving the outcome to God. He knows who's the best fit and he knows that sometimes feelings and tempers can make making tough decisions extra hard. So, next time you have to make a difficult decision, one that you feel you need to remove your personal opinion and bias from, try praying first and then casting lots and letting God decide. Let us end this time in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for being there for me when I have difficult decisions to make. Thank you for listening to me and all my concerns and for being a guiding light in my life. Help me to pray often and let you guide me through my decisions. It is in his name we pray these things. Amen. Our first reading this morning is Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We join together in singing our gospel acclamation, the Celtic Alleluia.
The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one destined to be lost, so that the scriptures might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world, so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beloved of God, grace and peace to you all in the name of our risen Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. It is a time and season of transition. The darling buds of May are in bloom. Memorial Day and the unofficial start of the summer is just a few weeks away. The school year is winding down and the class of 2021 is preparing to graduate. Younger students together with teachers and staff are counting down the days to summer vacation. Here in Wisconsin, cabins are being readied for the going up north or going to the lake season. It is also a season of new beginnings, a time when brides and grooms are practicing their I do's. It's a time of transition in our society as we emerge from under the weight of the pandemic. And this is a time of transition for us here at Our Saviors as we are planning for our return to in-person worship on Sunday, June 13th. And it is a time of transition in the church too. Christ is risen, alleluia. He is risen indeed, alleluia. It is still Easter, but this is the last Sunday of Easter, and so I thought I'd fit in the Easter proclamation one more time. For the church, the transition has already begun. The whole last Thursday was Ascension Day, the day that marks the return of Jesus to the Father. 
the Holy Spirit, the one Jesus promised to send, our advocate, our encourager, our helper, our comforter, is waiting in the wings, ready to descend upon us at Pentecost next week. It is a time of transition from the extraordinary time of Easter to what is sometimes referred to as ordinary time, those Sundays after Pentecost. You know, the long green season, which will see us through all the way until the end of November. It is also a time of transition for the disciples. The extraordinary time they have spent with Jesus, learning from him, following him, participating and helping Jesus with his mission and ministry, these days are coming to an end. If you've been following along the past few weeks, you may remember that our gospel stories have jumped back in time to Monday, Thursday. Today's story from the Gospel according to John is the conclusion of that Monday Thursday meal, which began with the foot washing. Throughout this long meal, Jesus has been teaching and preparing the disciples for this transition, for his death, his resurrection, and for his ascension. In today's story, the meal is now over. Jesus and the disciples are ready to get up from the table and go to the garden. But first, Jesus offers a prayer. This prayer takes up all of chapter 17, and it can be divided into three parts. In the first part of the prayer, Jesus prays for himself. In the second part, he prays for the disciples. That's the part we heard today. And in the third part of the prayer, Jesus prays for you and me. Yes, literally for you and me, for those of us who have heard the word and testimony of the disciples and have believed it. In the portion of the prayer that we hear today, Jesus prays to the Father, testifying to the extraordinary time that Jesus has had with his disciples. He bears witness to the ways in which the disciples have heard and received and believed the word that he has spoken. And he prays that as this extraordinary time comes to an end, that the lessons, the experiences, the passion the disciples have will not fade away or be forgotten, but that the disciples will carry these forward with them as they are sent out into the world, Jesus, just as Jesus himself was sent into the world. In my life of faith, I've had my share of extraordinary moments. Like so many others, my childhood extraordinary moments are connected to church camp. The congregation I grew up in in the Twin Cities owned their own camp called Cathedral of the Pines, which is located on Lake Caribou near Lutzen on the North Shore of Minnesota. I remember boarding the buses early in the morning in the church parking lot so that we would arrive at camp by about lunchtime. The week that unfolded was faith-forming, faith-nurturing, faith-strengthening. Relationships were fostered between campers, between campers and the staff, and between campers, the staff, and God. And in what usually felt like no time at all, those buses were back, ready to take us home, to take us back to our everyday life. How does one move forward from such an experience? 
How do you carry with you the insights, the experiences, the joy, the passion for the gospel when you are not surrounded by the beautiful scenery of northern Minnesota, when your days aren't all sunshine and laughter, when your time isn't filled with games and swimming in the lake and sing-alongs around the campfire, when mealtimes don't include skits and jokes and goofy rituals? How does one deepen one's relationship with God when the day doesn't begin and end in chapel, when Bible study isn't your mid-morning activity, when prayer doesn't flow as easily as conversations with friends? As the extraordinary time of the Incarnation comes to an end, as the extraordinary time of Eastertide comes to an end, how shall we move forward? I have found myself thinking about the poem, The Road Not Taken, by American poet Robert Frost. Like the narrator in the poem, we have been walking on a well-worn path, directed through the season of Easter with shouts of Alleluia and appearances by the risen Christ to cheer us on and keep us on track. But we have come to a crossroads. The world has changed, and Jesus is no longer in the world with us. How shall we move forward? How shall we take what we have seen and heard and learned from Jesus? How shall we take that with us? Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and the narrator looks upon the two roads as equally fair, although one is less traveled by. The psalm for today presents us with a similar scenario, although in this case, the psalmist is clear that the two roads are not equally fair. In fact, after reading the psalm, one wonders who even chooses that first road, the way of the wicked, the sinners, and the scoffers. That's how the psalm works, though. It paints by sharp contrast to encourage you and me to follow the path of righteousness. We have been on that righteous path with Jesus throughout this extraordinary time. And Jesus prays for us that we might continue on this same path as we are sent out into the world, back into ordinary time and life. Protect them from the evil one, Father. Sanctify them in the truth that is your word. Jesus prays on our behalf. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or walk the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. Happy are those who delight in the Lord's teaching, who meditate on God's word day and night, the psalm says. If you are like me, that word meditate may conjure up some specific images in your head of a quiet solitude and of reciting a particular verse or phrase or reflecting on a particular image. But here in Psalm 1, the word translated as meditate is Hagah, and it has a different connotation. It can mean to ponder, hence meditate, but it also means to moan or groan, to emit sound. It's even translated as growl in this verse from Isaiah 34, as a lion or a young lion growls haga over its prey. 
Happy are those who growl over God's word day and night. It's almost onomatopoetic. Haga. This is not a quiet, inner moment of peace, but an active, noisy, chewing, digesting of God's teaching, of God's word. Turn, turn it, the ancient rabbi said of scripture, for everything is in it. God's word is meant to be turned over and over, examined from every angle, to be chewed and gnawed on and fully digested. This is what feeds you and me in the ordinary time. And God's word will always be full of nourishment. It will not lose its flavor or its savoriness. A bite of this word will take us back to those extraordinary moments, revive the joy of Jesus within us when the ordinariness of life weighs heavy. But such meditating is not simply for our sake. It may, as Jesus prays, make our joy complete, but such meditation also serves the world. Those who meditate on God's word are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season and their leaves do not wither. In a semi-arid climate, like the land in which this psalm originated, a tree is a blessing. Its leaves provide shade protection from sunstroke. Its fruit provides nourishment for weary travelers. And its mere presence on the landscape indicates that life-giving and life-saving water is near. An Old Testament professor of mine shared this Jewish blessing from one of her teachers, a blessing spoken when one finds or sees such a beautiful tree. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has something like this in his world. As this Easter season comes to an end, Jesus is no longer in the world, but you are. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has someone like this, like you, my friends, in his world. Fed and nourished and blessed by the extraordinary times you have had with Jesus, sustained in that faith and relationship through worship and prayer and the digesting of God's word, you become a blessing to others. Your life, your words and actions, the witness that leads others into relationship with Jesus and the Father. Thanks be to God for you. Let us pray. O God, amid these joys of life, creation's glory beaming, grant us the grace to keep your word and live in love redeeming. All flesh is grass, the flowers fade, and time is fleeting ever. Your word remains forever. Amen. Our hymn of the day this morning is hymn number 712. Lord, whose love in humble service.
alive in the risen Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we bring our prayers before God who promises to hear us and answer in steadfast love. After each petition, we sing, The Lord is my song, hymn number 731. I'm sorry, 751. Living God, in the midst of Easter joy, we are still filled with questions and wondering. Open our hearts and minds as we encounter you in scripture and in the stories of others. Teach us so that the church may embody repentance and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Creative God, you have fashioned the universe out of your love and delight. As the earth awakens from its winter slumber, give growth to new plantings and provide food for all creatures. Heal the earth where it has been wounded by misuse, that it may become fruitful. We pray to the Lord. guidance and strength. Answer their hopes with the peace of Christ. Lift up the downtrodden, protect the vulnerable, tear down the walls that separate us from each other, and encourage dialogue. Give your loving kindness and wisdom to national, state, and local leaders that they may strive for justice and the well-being of all. Be present with the family and friends in the community of Dante Wright, the young black man who was shot and killed by a police officer this past week in Minneapolis. We grieve yet again another tragic loss of life. Guide us all toward justice and equity and honor and respect for our black and brown sisters and brothers. May we listen to their cries, and may we listen to you, that your Holy Spirit would lead us to respond in faith, in love, in action. Healing God, you hear the cries of those in need and answer them in their distress. Be close to the hearts of the lonely and ease the worries of those who are anxious. Grant to those who are sick and suffering your compassion and nurse them back to health and wholeness especially this day we pray for ken breckner robert frederico deb johnson holly long susie Girolamo, carol may levi miller and the family of greg lewis father to kate lewis who is a close friend of katie benson 
we pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, by your love you have claimed us as your children. Reveal yourself among us here at OSL and transform us more fully into the image of your Son. Give us boldness to bear witness to your redeeming grace and love. God of all times and ages, those who have died in you now see you as you are. We thank you for their lives among us as we remember especially Greg Lewis. Assure us of the peace you have promised that we may join them in everlasting life. In the hope of new life in Christ, we raise our prayers to you, trusting in your never-ending goodness and mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. We pray to the Lord. peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. As we share a sign of peace with those worship leaders gathered here this morning, we also send a wish, a promise of peace to you too, wherever you are. Peace be with you. We thank you for your continued generosity, for your spirit of sharing and caring and loving. Thank you for your gifts of time, talent, and resources as we continue the ministry that Jesus began among us. And of course, that work continues. We welcome your offerings to OSL and to our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option on our website at oslme.com. If you have not already done so, I invite you now to gather some bread and wine or juice for our celebration of Holy Communion as we sing together our offertory, Let Us Talents and Tongues Employ, hymn number 674.
Let us pray. God of love, you called us beloved children and welcome us to your table. Receive our lives and the gifts we offer. Abide with us and send us in service to a suffering world for the sake of your beloved child, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus has taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Friends, here in this meal, Christ comes to us and meets us and shares with us tangible signs of God's love, grace, mercy, and forgiveness. I invite you to share communion at home or to receive those gifts yourself now. This is the body of Christ given for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you.
May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. Wellspring of joy, through this meal you have put gladness in our hearts. Satisfy the hunger still around us and send us as joyful witnesses that your love may bring joy to the hearts of all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. As you go forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this blessing. May our glorious God grant you a spirit of wisdom to know and to love the risen Lord, the God of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. We join in singing our sending hymn this morning, this joyful Eastertide hymn number 391, and we will sing together verses 1 and 2. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Go in peace. Share the good news. Alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. <laughs>